0: This is a Soulfire production. Yo, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Politically Homeless. I'm here with you today, enjoying myself, having a good time, feeling like a lot happened this week. And since we only covered Afghanistan last week, got lots to catch up on. Some things we won't be covering that are relatively newsworthy. Uh, the, the polling out of new York, or out of uh, California shows that Newsom is in a tight spot, it's split down the middle. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. The people that want Newsom out are very motivated. I don't know how many people that are that motivated to keep Newsom around. And it'd be curious what would happen if some like right wing kook was. The governor of california people it would just fun be fun to watch the people in california that are super lib just have a fucking meltdown and that's something that i root for oftentimes is libs having a meltdown i enjoy there's certain things like conservatives definitely are more obnoxious to me like and i'm not the, i know there's a lot of you out there that are conservatives not you guys like not general conservatives but like obnoxious conservatives are definitely more annoying to me personally, but that's in daily day day-to-day life. When I want to see someone like squirm and 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 squeal, I prefer that to be liberals for some reason. It's like I get entertainment out of different things, different facets of the of the political spectrum. Bring me joy. And one of the things that I enjoy is watching Super Libs have meltdowns right of course it's just so fun it's it's an entertaining experience now when something like a new cardi b song comes out and then conservatives have a meltdown about that see that that is that's not that fun to me like that the wap stuff the bench bureau stuff was pretty fun but like the war on christmas stuff that happens every year like that's not as fun it's just more obnoxious whereas watching liberals have a meltdown that's enjoyable that's high quality entertainment you don't find that kind of stuff anywhere anymore that qual- that level of entertainment. Speaking of which, watch the diversity episode of The Office last night. Because Comedy Central had canceled it. Or not shown it or whatever they were doing. I don't know. Who knows. But didn't realize that was season one, episode two of The Office. So they fucking sent it on episode two. And god damn, it's funny. Yeah, it just such a, such, a, such a fucking funny show. I miss The Office. And the world was better when The Office was on. The world was better when the office was on. When the office wrapped up, everything kind of went downhill. Speaking of going downhill, Cuomo is officially out. Not really want to. I don't really want to cover that. We could play his like speech and all this. I just don't. I, I don't have zero fucks to give about. I've I've covered any, the Cuomo's enough. <sighs> so obnoxious, so weird. But you know what's not obnoxious and not weird is the number of people who joined the politically homeless premium community last week. Like we kind of popped off and I am proud. I'm very proud of everybody and just, and just feel blessed to have these people be a part of the community. Chris, Jack, Pete, Diana, Patrick, Jolie, John. I think that's all of them, but I can't even be sure because they were just rolling in. And if you want to be a part of this community, get a bonus episode every week and every episode that I do of anything ad free, right? Because don't forget I start recording for the interview podcast soon with some amazing guests. All that stuff coming to you ad free over at the politically homeless Patreon, patreon.com slash politically homeless. Join up, get in there, get involved. Every every bonus episode is crowdsourced from the Patreon for the Patreon community. And we have a good time. Put out the topic request this week already, and it's it's uh it's gotten a little spicy in there. People are people are people are shooting their shot, and uh I enjoy it. And we get so fun to be, like, behind that little bit of a paywall. It just feels like there's a little more freedom there, which I think may seem counterintuitive, but we can just do things that we can't do out here in the wild. I try my best to, 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 to stay stay loud, stay offensive, <laughs> push boundaries. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be deplatformed here. It's not what we're going for. It's not That's not what we need. So I, I, I keep some stuff close to the vest in the premium community. And I recommend you get your ass over there and make it happen. Patreon.com slash politically homeless. Now we got a lot to cover today. We're talking to OnlyFans. Got a little Afghanistan update. We're talking about pff, Australia got real weird. Some polling on the COVID origins. And of course, Alex Jones. We're talking about Alex Jones. I fucking love Alex Jones i've been watching more alex jones now just just it just it breaks up the day when you're doing research and reading and glenn greenwald and it's heavy and then you just go watch alex jones lose his fucking mind for 20 minutes it just it's nice it's nice the dude's a lunatic but every now and then i find something in there that i'm like yeah he's probably right about that and generally speaking those things turn out to be true He's right, he's right as much as anybody else, but when he's wrong, he's like really wrong, you know? But that being said, I prefer that to whatever the CIA is feeding MSNBC or Fox News. These mouthpieces for the intelligence community. God damn, just getting weird. I, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the Afghanistan update, but Jesus Christ. It's just, it's it's weird. It's weird, and it's like, I talked about this on the premium show the other day. Like over the last couple of years, I've lost some faith in humanity, but not much, right? Like it's like, I've, I've held strong. I, under, I try and be compassionate and understanding of where everybody's coming from. And I think this thing around Afghanistan, this, this just like flurry of ugh, whatever, I don't even know what to call it, but I've lost more faith in people over this. And the way people are, are leveraging a tragedy for clout or money or whatever, and of course there are people out there doing great things, trying to get people the fuck out of there. I think that's amazing. Find if you find any legitimate, um, legitimate people that are working on that, support them. That's great. It's great stuff. That's a great use of of charity funds. And I wish it didn't require that, but you got the uh, former head of Blackwater charging $7,000 per flight to get out of Kabul. So we got a war criminal now. A war criminal it was part of an organization that murdered and raped people on a regular basis. Innocent people. I watched. actually watched a video from Afghanistan back, oh, it's like 2014 maybe. And it was Blackwater guys just shooting civilians indiscriminately in their cars, just shooting their cars, blowing up their engine blocks. Just people just driving down the road. Just for fun. Just for fun. Just a little target practice. And that guy that ran that organization charging $7,000 a flight to get out of Kabul. Huh. Weird. Weird. Strange times. Strange times. But the war criminals win usually in the United States. The war criminals win which is a weird thing. very seems like a very American thing, but I don't know. I mean, that's maybe an anti-American thing to say. And don't conflate this that I'm calling our servicemen and women war criminals. Of course, some are. But it's possible to be pro-military, pro-veteran, and anti-war. I actually would think that being anti-war is the most pro-veteran thing you can do or pro-military thing you can do. I think being pro-military means you want the military not to be used for nefarious actions and killed for no fucking reason and that's pretty pro mil that's pretty pro military stance isn't it i don't know doesn't seem that way now though doesn't seem that way right now but with that being said let's have some fun let's get into it it's time for the state of things let's go Only fans, only fans, I wonder how much traction I'll lose on Instagram for even u- using the word only fans. I got reported or I got a, I got a content strike one time for making an only fans joke in a story just for typing in only fans. <laughs> they took my story down and gave me a content strike violation. I had to, re- I had to repeal. It. I don't even know if they, I don't even know if they, uh, or I had to challenge it. I don't I don't, I don't even know if that went through. Ugh, weird times. But OnlyFans made the decision at some point to ban sexually explicit content. So we got this article here from New York Post from a few days ago. OnlyFans doesn't have a lot of fans right now. And its content creators feel screwed over. Oh, double entendre. A oh, great. The sexy streaming platform known for NS. F- NSFW videos and nudes glore is going from X rated to possibly PG, announcing it will prohibit users from posting any sexually explicit content, the very concept it was created for. And according to an <laughs> edict dropped by OnlyFans on Friday, this includes oral, anal, and vaginal sex and depicting bodily fluids commonly secreted during sexual conduct, also known as solo acts of penetration and masturbation. It's all because the platform, which boasts over 130 million users, has suddenly decided sex does not sell, at least when it comes to retaining crucial mainstream bank and credit card payment outlets and wooing potential advisors in the future. So this this was really... This is um, really... Odd, right? But you got to think this is done for payment processing, right? This is done to appease payment processors as if payment processors and big banks have some kind of moral high ground. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we can collapse the housing industry. Uh, We'll charge poor people more money for not having enough, enough money in their bank account. But when it comes to giving somebody something to jerk off to, that's where we draw the line. That's how big banks operate. Continues here. I'm beyond disappointed in OnlyFans' decision. Uh, Angry and betrayed would be a more accurate description. Courtney Tilla, a woman's life coach who rakes in between two hundred thousand and a hundred thousand dollars monthly on OnlyFans from her eleven thousand subscribers, told the post, "It was really surprise a surprise to me and everyone in the industry." Added uh, Maitland Ward, the former star of Disney Channel's Boy Meets World, who now is in a successful adult performer. And they're all really freaking out right now. It's really cruel what they've done at this time in the world. And that's true. A lot of people who lost their jobs moved to OnlyFans, which is a great way to go about doing that. Now, I didn't realize that a former star of the Disney Channel show Boy Meets World was on OnlyFans. Let's check this out really quick. Oh, was that? Okay. Damn, girl. Damn, girl. Get some. Where's our OnlyFans link? Anyways, okay, moving on. But then they were they, they changed their decision, right? OnlyFans suspends plan to ban sexually explicit content after Outcry. <laughs> this is from Axios. OnlyFans, an online creator port- platform known for its adult content, announced via Twitter Wednesday that it was gonna it was dropping plans to ban sexually explicit content on its platform in October. Why it matters? The move comes after the proposed ban sparked an outcry from sex workers who rely on the platform for safely making a living and I want to highlight that safely making a living. Thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. The platform tweeted, "We have securely we have secured assurance necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the plan the planned October 1 policy change." So, let's discuss this just a little bit here. So, OnlyFans, I feel like and looking at OnlyFans to me personally as someone who I've talked about this before, not a fan of porn, right? And I don't have a problem with the porn industry or people watching porn. Um, I do have a problem with exploitation of women, men, whatever, like exploiting people in general, uh, Walmart workers, porn stars, doesn't matter, right? Exploitation of people is is a problem, and, and I think that that's something that needs to be addressed. I don't think that you address that by criminalizing things at all, right? We see that in the drug industry or the drug trade, I guess, the black market for drugs, not the legal market for drugs that's being pushed on us daily, on mainstream media outlets. But anyways, um, so the situation where people can make a living doing s- sexy things, generally speaking. Now there's a wide variety of things that can are considered sexy, right? I have friends that have OnlyFans accounts that do like body paint, nude body paint art, different things like that, which yeah are arousing. Sure there's people out there jerking off to it, but it's a, it's a great way to make a living and, and express yourself in whatever way. And I think that that's a part of freedom of speech to be able to, to explore your body, share your body, do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. But I think that when when you have a situation like this, and I'm sure that OnlyFans for a lot of people who were in a situation, and think if you are an actual like legitimate sex worker, would you rather fuck for money or have an OnlyFans with a 1,000 people paying you $5 a month to see them titties, right? One seems quite a bit safer, than the other. And I think it was really great for people to be able to move into a platform where they're not reliant on somebody else. Maybe it's a pimp. Maybe it's somebody that they have to work for in order to get an audience. You can kind of build that stuff yourself so it decentralizes, in a way, the adult uh, film industry in, in a way that is great, I think. And there's people on there that can create large followings that wouldn't have had success being exploited by the porn industry. So... This is really odd to me that, it was, that, they were, that this was challenged by the banks and the payment processors and advertisers. It's like, you know what you're getting yourself into. That's the fucking business. Play the game they're playing or don't play at all. So I'm really glad they flipped this. They flipped this. And maybe that was the whole point the whole time was like, hey, they made that announcement to expose the kind of leverage that payment processors have over, uh, let's talk about uh, marijuana dispensaries. Same deal. It doesn't meet, meet their moral standards, so now you don't have the right to have a business because it doesn't align with the fake morals of payment processors and big banks. So this is, in a lot of ways, exposed so much of what goes on in our financial industry. Very strange. You know, these banks can, like, I don't know, loan money to Jeffrey Epstein, uh, a sex criminal, after he was already convicted of being a sex criminal. <clears throat> he can get loans, but if you want to rub one out for your audience on OnlyFans, that's not okay. As an adult, come on, guys! Like this is a weird deal. So I, this, I'm really, actually, super glad this happened because it does expose a lot, and it's interesting. And I think OnlyFans, to me, like we've subscribed to some OnlyFans before to try it out. Like it's fun. It's way. It feels way. It feels way better to me than porn, and it's because I think people have autonomy there. They're choosing to be there. They're making good money. And it's the same thing, like, speaking of exploiting people, and and I've had this experience, um, certain strip clubs, right? And let's not pretend that I'm on some kind of moral high ground either, right? Like, I've been to strip clubs. Strip clubs are not really my thing. But I've been, and they're fun. But there's a distinct difference. And everybody who knows what I'm talking about, don't have to confess this, but people fucking know what I'm saying. You can go to a strip club in, like, um, a town where you feel like or a place where you feel like the women that are in there, or men, I guess, I don't know, I haven't been to a lot of men's strip clubs, but like, the women that are in there, there's sometimes you go into a place and you feel like they don't really want to be here, right? They kind of have to be here. And that feels like exploitation, which isn't, is that's not fun. That's not a fun feeling. And then you go to somewhere like Vegas, right? Spearmint Rhino, I think is what it's called. One of the most popular strip clubs in Vegas. And you go in there, completely different vibe. Because those women don't feel like they're being exploited. They're making $200,000 a year walking around flirting with dudes, getting paid, doing their thing. It feel, the, the energetic experience is completely different. It's completely different than f- being in some like small town, God knows what. And, and like that, that, that feel, it just, it feels like exploitation, Right? So something about OnlyFans correlates with that with me, where it doesn't feel like exploitation. It doesn't feel like people are doing the things they don't want to do. They can do fan-requested stuff. They send messages. It's like a whole thing. And I think that it did give a lot of people more freedom from exploitation and freedom to make some goddamn money. Like, really? Really? Like we have such a such a weird backwards, and maybe this is like remnants of of, of Christian fake morality. Where it, it's funny because it's that's the conservative side of things. And I'm kind of thinking this through as I'm talking here, but that's the conservative side of things. That people that, that the 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 religious right, let's call it that, which has a lot of swing and a lot of sway in our country, more than I feel comfortable with. But that's also the the, the people that run like the Freedom Caucus right? It's like you want freedom, but freedom within your moral guidelines that are now projected on everybody else, regardless of the fact that they don't believe in the same things that you believe in. So now you not only projected your fake freedom and fake morality on people, you've made the assumption that they need to believe in what you believe in because now you're more righteous. It's a, it's a, it's a level of self-righteousness that makes me very frustrated. One of the biggest problems with the Christian church, I don't I don't have a lot of disdain for Christianity but the church and and their posturing I find incredibly obnoxious. And many people follow that trend as well. And those people I also find incredibly obnoxious. So when you think about this like projection of morality, this projection of 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 Christian virtue, this sh- virtuous shield that you can hide behind where you get to decide what is and isn't appropriate for our culture our society that's not that that, that's literally the opposite of freedom that is the opposite of freedom and i think it's one of the biggest conflicts that has to be reconciled with in the republican party because we still have people out here that think that marijuana is immoral or that people being gay is immoral and that they're gonna go to hell when a lot of people half the country at least doesn't believe that hell is a thing so that we, we've got to reconcile that like projection of morality, but when it comes to our financial institutions, that's not their fucking responsibility. I'm sorry, it's just not that's not what you fucking do. You process money. That's what you do. You make a profit processing money. If anybody's exploiting anybody when it comes to the OnlyFans situation, it's the fucking payment processors. Do you know what credit card fees are like? <laughs> it's absurd. It's fucking absurd. So I think this is a really great thing. And and again, I want to point out how much this exposes, how much this exposes this weird backwards morality within our financial industry. And I think giving women, especially women that are sex workers or performers in some certain way, more leverage over their own lives is better. It just makes sense to me. It just makes sense. And I and I can't imagine banks having this idea that they, they have some kind of moral standards they must abide by. Like, we all know how fucking ridiculous that is. But weird stuff. I'm glad this exposed a lot. I'm glad this came out. And I'm glad that they made the decision that they made. Okay, so I had intended to talk about Biden's approval rating and kind of give an update on Afghanistan. I opened my phone in between... Uh, segments here and it looks like we have a couple of attacks um, on on or around the Kabul airport Um, this is developing right now so I'm not going to have full information but I am just going to read through this article from the New York Times updated 12 minutes ago so this literally just happened Um, I'm sure we're going to cover this this and things like this multiple times I've been thinking lately I'm really I was really scared that something like this was going to happen Because one of the things that we could kind of say, hey, you know, this has been a shit show. It's been a fucking disaster. It's a mess. We got to get the fuck out of there. This was, you know, there's there's a lot of takes, a lot of bad takes. We've got the mainstream media who is just essentially mouthpieces for the intelligence agency. The same intelligence agencies that said that we had 90 days to get out when it really took 11 that I think have some responsibility, as does Joe Biden. But (sighs) these fucking guys, you can't trust what these motherfuckers say. You can't trust what the fucking intelligence community says. They're so full of shit. So absolutely full of shit. They said 90 days, right? Then it falls at 11, and they go back, and now they tell their their their, their puppets at MSNBC and Fox News that they didn't give bad intel, that they said this was going to happen, even though that's complete fucking bullshit. And somehow, all of a sudden today, we're trusting the CIA and the mainstream media outlets. Now, because it fits some kind of like anti-Biden narrative, we trust these motherfuckers. I don't understand it. I don't get the cognitive dissonance there. It, it blows my mind. I look at everything that those assholes say with a shit ton of skepticism. But we've got this right here from the New York Times, like I said, updated... 13 minutes ago now, live Afghanistan updates, explosions outside Kabul airport after security warnings. The Pentagon confirmed at least two blasts outside the Kabul airport and said there were a number of casualties after Western governments warned of a security threat there. It looks like Americans were injured, if not killed in this, Um, civilians, children, par for the course for what's been happening in the Middle East over the last 20 years but really just super, super frustrating to see this happen, especially when we were getting close. And we had over the past, since this whole thing started, over 70,000, probably close to 80,000 people evacuated in this previous week. And that's good. That's a move, right? We've, no Americans have died. No crazy attacks. Things have been you know, chaotic and hectic and frustrating and, and dangerous and sad and heartbreaking. But this hadn't happened yet. And when you have these factions of extremists that hate each other, like ISIS-K and the Taliban, who are actively fighting against one another, it makes sense they would capitalize on the chaos. Chaos is a ladder, as they say. Explosion strike Kabul airport after warnings of a security threat. At least two blasts rattled the area outside of uh, Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul on Thursday. The Pentagon confirmed just hours after Western governments had warned of a security threat there. While the numbers injured or dead are still unconfirmed, reporters say a nearby emergency room said that 30 people had been brought to the site. And from another article I just read, about six of those people or seven of those people had died on the way to the airport. Or on the way to the hospital, excuse me. Since the Taliban take over the city earlier this month, thousands of Afghan civilians and foreign citizens have gathered at the airport, which has a military and civilian side desperate to be airlifted out of the country. But the area outside the airport had been the site of chaos at times throughout the week as people scrambled to make it toward evacuation flights. It's not immediately clear if evacuation flights have been halted after the explosion. We can confirm that the explosion at the Abbey Gate was the result of a complex attack. That resulted in a number of U.S. and civilian casualties, John Kirby, the uh, Pentagon press secretary, said in a post on Twitter. We can also confirm at least one other explosion near the uh, Barron Hotel, a short distance from the Abbey Gate. So we have a map here. Really, those, those two explosions are really near each other there. The Abbey Gate is a main entrance to the International Airport. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul warned citizens to avoid traveling to the airport um, to avoid airport gates and urged Americans who were at the Abbey Gate, East Gate, or North Gate interested to leave immediately. On Thursday, a day before the explosion, U.S. Marines who manned Abbey Gate were already be, had already been briefed of a potential suicide vest destination near their position but continued processing to uh, trying to gain entry. U.S. military officials at the airport said that an attack, given the speed and confusion surrounding the entire evacuation, was Um, uh, It was never a matter of if, but when. Yeah, that makes sense. The U.S. military official said early reports indicated that the explosion was caused by at least one suicide bomber wearing an explosive vest. It was unclear how many people were injured or whether anybody was killed, but large crowds have been gathering at the gate in recent days. So just more of the same here. And they get this article together in 13 minutes. This is fucked up this is fucked up and this is is what's going to be going on in Afghanistan and and as unfortunate as it is, as long as we get all the fucking Americans and our allies out of there, if we can just do that, if we can just do that, what the hell else can we do? We haven't stopped this shit in 20 years. I don't know what else we can do. I feel in the vast minority thinking that what we're doing here by getting out is the right thing to do. I don't trust the intelligence community, I don't trust mainstream media outlets. I only really lean into independent media here. I have I have so many issues with the way that this all shook out. But I also want to say I also want to say that there are the, the incentive structure within this war is so fucking backwards. The incentive structure within our entire fucking society is so backwards. Cuz really at the end of the day, the people that stand to profit from this war there's an incentive for them to root for shit like this. They don't give a fuck about human life. That's not what this is about. Right? Like, I think the people over at Raytheon have a fucking hard-on right now because of this going on. They're also cheering on all that military equipment that was, that was seized by the Taliban. That's good for them. That's good for business. For them. It's not good for me or you or civilians in Afghanistan or civilians here at home. good for them the incentive structure is so fucking backwards and it shows and it shows man I was so nervous about something like this happening fuck this is oh man this is rough and what do we do now like what do we do now we're gonna reoccupy what like this wasn't the Taliban it seems like this wasn't the Taliban, but ugh, damn it. I don't even know anymore. I think we should just move on. This is all this is all I can this is this is all we have right now. A suicide bomb, another explosion. Could have been a car bomb, could have been anything. American casualties, which man, I was like, if we can just get the fuck out of here without Americans dying. If we can just get out of here without any Americans dying, that's a win. It's a a big win if we can get out of here without civilians dying at all. From anywhere. And it looks like that ship has sailed. God, this is brutal. We live in a fucked up world, man, sometimes. I mean, it's like this. (laughs) the, The irony is that the world is safer than it's ever been. And maybe because of that, we get a chance to look at all the fucked up shit a little bit more closely. (sighs) Don't know what else to say here, guys. I wish I had some thoughtful commentary for you here, but I just... I don't know what else to say. This is where we're at. All right, moving on. Roughly half believe that COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan lab. Roughly half of the voters said that they believe COVID-19 virus was created in a Wuhan lab in China. A new Hill Harris X poll finds 47% of voters in the June 7th to 9th survey said the virus originated in a lab, while 24% said it originated naturally, possibly from animals such as a bat. 29% of respondents said they are not sure. So between uh, for 47 and 29%, that's a large majority of people that aren't sure and people that are pretty sure it came from a fucking lab, which makes the most sense in the world. Oh, 59% of Republican voters said that COVID-19 was created in a lab, while 14% said it originated, natu- uh, originated naturally. 44% of independents said the virus was created in a lab. 36% of Democrats. I mean, that's pretty consistent. Like that, That's a 20-some-odd 20, 20 point swing there between Republican and Dem- Democrats. I look more at the independent numbers more often um, they seem to track with the average, so and of course I, I trust I didn't tend, since being an aggressive independent I trust I trust independents more than I do Republicans or Democrats. That's just how it is. I think that there's there's a lot more a lot more quality thought going on in the politically homeless camp. Of course I am biased, but that's a substantial number of people. And the reason I wanted to bring this up and I wanted to cover this shortly is because this came this idea. This theory, this lab leak theory went from fringe bordering on conspiracy theory, getting people censored and deplatformed to becoming a mainstream narrative and what seems to be the most likely cause. Right the most likely theory is the lab leak theory. So think about that 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 the the journey that the lab leak theory has gone through. Fringe to mainstream, right? What else do you think from the last couple of years could follow that similar pattern? It's a really good question to ask. I mean, just think about it. We've seen it happen. So there's, there's a precedent for something going from fringe to mainstream. And of course, we've seen that happen dozens of times, whether it be the Bay of Pigs or whatever, right? There's tons of shit. Operation Paperclip, <laughs> like there's enough stuff that was like, oh, that that that's a fringe conspiracy theory, and it's like, well, actually, it fucking happened, right? What else could follow that trend? That's a that's a thing. To, that's a filter to put on on information, right? When you fe- when you hear something, I talk, I joke about watching Alex Jones, and I do watch Alex Jones sometimes, just for mostly for entertainment and, and comedic purposes. But every now and then, the dude finds a nugget. And that could be real. It's really interesting to see what those, which which of those things, like, come to fruition. It's like a, a fun little guessing game. But I don't think there's any harm in, in in exploring the fringes, and then seeing what might add up or what might work its way in to being unavoidably covered by, you know, authoritative sources. <laughs> I love saying that authoritative sources. The people that have the facts, the trusted names in news. It's an interesting, it's an interesting shift, and I think there's a point of being open-minded, where you do consider, like you can't be anti-mainstream narrative all the time, right? That would be that would be equally as naive as being anti-fringe theory all the time. You got to be able to look at things like what 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 adds up, right? Where where does this kind of Which rabbit hole should I go down? Which ones actually may yield some fruit there? The return on my investment. Because if you think that everything is a fucking conspiracy theory, when are going to be exhausted and obnoxious and wrong most of the time? Which is also fine. Because lots of people that think they're right all the time are also wrong all the time. But if you can apply that kind of like, all right. Take the confirmation bias out of it. Get as objective as you can and look at things and say, what could follow that same pattern? From fringe theory to mainstream idea. And what would that change? How would that change things? Would it change anything? Would it change everything? Fun question to ask yourself, but it's really cool to see that 47% of people polled said that they think that this thing came from a lab and 29 are unsure. Which I really respect that 29%, by the way, for just being like, fuck, I don't know. I'm not, an, I'm not a virology expert. I've never been to that lab. Because at the end of the day, the only people that are really right on this poll, as of right now, are that 29%. It takes courage to say, I don't fucking know. It's something that we all need to learn a little bit more, myself included. <laughs> Good stuff, though. I mean, I like seeing this. I like seeing uh, more people challenging what they were told. And I hope that this may create a little contagion of people asking better questions. That's all we can really hope for, right? Well, Alex Jones got himself in a little bit of trouble with uh, his supporters as of as of late. It's been really interesting to see this. Let's check this out. Trump said some things, and then Alex said some things. Let's see what we have to say here. You gotta do what you have to do. But I recommend taking the vaccines. I did it, it's good. Take the vaccines. But
1: you got no, that's okay. That's all right.
0: Getting booed you got over your there.
1: Freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. If it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know, okay? I'll call up Alabama, I'll say, hey, you know what? But it is working.
0: B.S. Trump, that's a lie. You're not stupid. Just two weeks ago, they said it was 65%, then 40%. Saw a number put up about Pfizer shots, 30-something percent. Because they just want to tell you it doesn't work, so you're running at the new damn shot. And then they'll tell you in six months, that one doesn't work. It's called rope-a-dope. Shame on you, Trump. Seriously. Hey, if you don't have the good sense to save yourself and your political career, that's okay. At least you're going to get some good Republicans elected. And, you know, we like you. But, my God, maybe you're not that bright. Maybe Trump's actually a dumbass. <laughs> so, Alex Jones was takes some heat for that. He covered it on his show and looked at it. But, like, dude, if it took you this long to realize that Trump is just saying what people want him to say, and he's kind of a fucking dumbass, like, yeah. Trump is a dumbass, and Biden doesn't know where the hell he is half the time. This is this is our leadership for eight years in this country. Well, maybe eight. Probably six to seven. But this is really funny to see this, because it's like... I think Trump, given that he had no real principles, people just projected their principles on him. And think about this. and Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Ladies, this may happen to you, too. I'm not a lady, so I don't know. But you know the situations you get in where... You're dating someone. You're seeing someone. And they don't really take any hard stances on things. So what ends up happening, especially when you're younger, early 20s, mid-20s even, um, hopefully it doesn't go further than that, but it can, is that when they don't really give you a lot, right, they just kind of say what they need to say or say what they're supposed to say, you kind of fill in the blanks with what you want to see, right? You fill in the blanks with what would make you feel better. You project what your your wants your desires your needs onto a person who has done nothing to prove that they can provide that or that they're capable of of being that person for you. And I feel like that's what happened with Trump and it, to Biden to an extent as well. But with Trump because he didn't have a voting record. Right? He'd never been in politics. He was a businessman doing business. So you have very little to go on besides what he says. And we know that what he says doesn't really mean much. Not a very principled guy. So what that does is leave space for people that desperately want something, who have been fucked over by the system, who are just tired of this mainstream, partisan fucking bullshit, getting fucked over again and again by their politicians. Trump gave them an opportunity to project their wants and needs and fill in the blanks with whatever they really desired to see in a politician. And you see that because so there's so many people that see Trump in so many different ways. Depending on what angle somebody's looking at him from and what they needed to project onto him, he became that savior for them. And now you're seeing that start to diminish, right? Because after time, you get a chance to see what does this person prove that they're willing to do? Does is, is, is this person put their money where their mouth is? And Trump is notorious for not taking responsibility for his actions. It's a very unhealthy, it has all the symptoms of a standard toxic romantic relationship, but between millions of people and a politician. Now we have that toxic relationship with the government in general, oftentimes, and a lot of representatives, but the scale that Trump has done it is very odd to me. So of all this, and then Alex, of course, is walking this back, and that's not going to do him so, do him any good because he, he was saying that he was joking, or maybe, or you know, he, he he tried. He it was very flimsy the way he tried to walk it back. It's not even really worth playing here. But you know, they're in defending themselves. But I don't really think this is a problem. Like this is people. Is it? It's, it's the funny thing that is like these people these these the maga cultists right because there's i mean there's cults on the left cults on the right but the maga one it's very interesting to see how willing they are to make excuses for someone right and i think that this is this happens with biden as well people want to make excuses for biden make excuses for kamala make excuses for whatever do some revisionist history when it comes to the obama administration all of these things. But that what happened is it's like brain melt, where it's actually the inverse, the inverse of what should be happening. So for me, being like an avid Bernie Sanders supporter, and since he's not running for office, we can just kind of use this as, as an example. Instead of making excuses for him, I try to apply a pragmatic lens as to what I thought he could actually get done versus what he said he wanted to get done, which is never, those things are never going to be one-to-one, right? And when he did something I didn't like, I actually held him to more account, right? And being somebody who resides kind of on the left side of the political spectrum for a variety of reasons, even though my views span much of the pragmatic part of the political spectrum, but when it comes to things like education, healthcare, these kind of stuff, that's what kind of puts me on what I consider the left, right? But I can have conversations with anybody regardless of where they're at but I get a lot of conservative followers, audience, listeners, whatever. I know some of you guys know who you are because I'm someone who lives on the left, right? Not by much, but I'm there. And most of my frustration is pointed left because that's what I care more about. And people that want to be critical of the left obviously like that. People that reside on the far left hate it to no end. And people who are independents, Appreciate an honest take or perspective criticizing both sides. So I feel like if, if people would have done that with Trump instead of making excuses for him constantly, you might have had a quality candidate. But people even went to so far and you get like the QAnon crew who was like deciphering what his clumsy ass statements were trying to find breadcrumbs to put together some kind of broad theory and projecting their wants onto a person who is a fucking narcissist, which is gives you the least amount of leverage possible. When you're dealing with a narcissist, you don't project your wants onto them and, and be charitable with your interpretation of their actions. That's the worst thing to do. And many politicians are fucking narcissists. That's how they get there. So you've got to zoom out in the same way you would in a romantic relationship and say, what has this person shown me that they are willing to do? And then trust them based on that. And for whatever reason, Trump broke everyone's fucking brain on the left and the right. Because then the response to people projecting their wants onto Trump was the other side of the political spectrum projecting their wants onto somebody else who's also proven that they're not capable of delivering. It's a weird situation. But in some strange way, seeing Alex say this, which it seems like he really felt at the time, regardless of what he said afterwards, gives me a little bit of hope that people are snapping the fuck out of it. And I wanted to bring that up here because he's catching some heat and it might be good for everybody. So we've absolutely got to cover what the fuck is going on in Australia right now. This is so fucking weird. So we're going to pull this up. This is from a local news outlet, News 9 Australia, I believe is what it's called. Uh, Glenn Greenwald shared this. I mean, they're going they're going hard in the paint over there. Like This is getting out of hand. So let's listen to this. We've got two different bits. Uh, one about how they're trying to track down this guy who's running around uh, on some kind of COVID spreading, super spreader rampage. And then we've got um, some quarantine camps that are coming up. So we'll play both of these. Let's get into this one first.
1: It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Okay,
0: this is something that's doing Australia that I haven't noticed until just now because I guess I've been watching more Australia stuff, but they had this idea of wrong thing and right thing. Like, do the right thing. I mean, this this is a nomenclature of Australia. Some of my Australian listeners, I know you're out there, like, let me know. But this idea of, like, wrong thing and right thing is so close, so close to wrong think when I think about when I hear it I think wrong think like like it's a thought crime it's so weird and I don't know if anybody else has picked up on that I'm sure they have but like it just kind of struck me because I was we watched 1984 the other day because Kelly had never seen it or read the book and the movie's not great the book is much better but just that hearing that wrong wrong thing it's like ooh, it's dangerous getting close
1: Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Karam knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious, but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. A warrant now issued for his arrest.
2: This 27-year-old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus, is one example of the worst of the worst.
1: There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi cliffs.
0: So these teenagers partying after dark outside in a very windy area, so virtually no chance of spreading COVID, but they're doing the wrong thing
1: to higher ground by Polair's Spotlight and Speaker, the eight boys were placed in handcuffs and left to explain a $1,000 fine to... $1,000.
2: 681 penalty infringement notices issued in the last 24 hours. More than 400 of those notices were, again, for people being outside of their home without a reasonable excuse.
1: Sideline Sharks player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11.30 last night in Lithgow where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting a friend. He and a passenger turned back to Sydney only to be pulled over a second time travelling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating criminal charges could be laid it's getting harder and harder to hide if you're doing the wrong thing especially in the construction industry a crackdown following on from the recent shutdown workers sent home if their paperwork isn't in check
0: it is a struggle but it's um you know it's just what has to be done like nobody likes telling people to go home, they've all got families to feed. Our
1: camera's rolling on another random blitz in Marsden Park.
0: Authorising me under the Public Health Act?
1: Inspectors have asked these tradesmen to show proof of their QR check-in as well as identification and vaccination records. One of the men here is from Campsie, and he doesn't have his documentation, so he's being sent home.
0: So crazy. He
1: may lose a chunk of his pay too if officers follow through with a fine. Tiffany Genders, 9 News.
0: So that's the start there, right, which is just full-on dystopian Nightmare like that's getting real weird, and this makes it even worse. This makes it even worse. Let's check this shit out
2: The Wagner family working with the Queensland government to say to the people of Queensland We want to keep you safe and the best way to keep you safe and to keep Delta out of Queensland is to Build as quickly as possible a regional quarantine facility. I have listened to Queenslanders I know how much they support A regional quarantine facility to be in Queensland.
0: Who the fuck is supporting a regional quarantine facility in their area? Like who is she? she, Is that, is that a, except I'm not in Australia. Is that a real thing? Are people really in overwhelming support of a fucking concentration camp in their neighborhood? Weird.
2: They want their community kept safe. That's what they're saying to me. And we are delivering it. This is a race. We are up against a highly infectious Delta variant that's sweeping the world. We don't know what's next. We need to get these facilities up and running. And everybody has seen how successful Howard Springs is. This is a commitment.
0: <sighs> Weird. Weird. What the fuck? And this is the time where you gotta be really grateful for the Constitution. Like, and I don't really go down that rabbit hole very often, but goddamn, dude, this is out of control. Like there's times where I wanted to live in Australia and now I'm like, fuck, I'm glad I didn't do that. Of course, I had no idea this was going to happen 10 years ago or 12 years ago. when I was looking into that, but this is insane. Like the guy, they put this guy on the local news for what, leaving his house with COVID, which dude, if you have COVID, like maybe stay away from people and do whatever, you know, that's actually a time you should be wearing a mask. If you go outside just cause you're going to be sneezing and coughing and those thick droplets might get caught, even though it won't stop it completely. I mean, you know, maybe, Maybe, but you're going to put the guy in the local news and put him on blast like that? And then you're going to arrest him and take him to a quarantine facility? Like, this is just so strange. So absolutely strange. And, like, when you create the infrastructure for, you know, wrong thing in camps, is is the slippery slope not identified by anybody in this? Even COVID, stay home. You don't need to go to a fucking quarantine camp. You just have people with hazmat suits like ushering people around. What in the fuck is in people's brains? And like seven people have died in Australia of COVID in the last month or so. It's weird, so weird. And it's like thinking people complain about conspiracy theorists. People complain. This is happening, and people are complaining about right wing extremists. It's like, quit giving them a fucking reason to be so extreme. Come on. Fucking crazy, man. Out of control. You got wrong fingers moving around, getting put on the local news. You got kids being arrested and given $1,000 fines for being on a beach. Who wants to live in a world like that? Under this false illusion that if everybody was vaccinated, that this would be, go away. Which is also not true. Clearly. So what's what what where what's the end game here? What is the fucking what is the goal? What is the goal of this shit? Because it doesn't add up, right? And of course, people in my comments, you know, new world order, great awakening, you know, what I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to throw in there, great, do it. But at any at this point, anything's possible, right? You can't, can't rule anything out. Because it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Weird. So weird. And now it's time for that beautiful part of the show. Where I give you something to think about. A bit earlier in the Alex Jones segment, we were talking about projection. Projection is a big thing. And coming from the personal development world that I used to swim around in before I did this, before I waded into the darkness that is politics, officially, publicly, talked a lot about relationships and the trends and the commonalities we see are kind of astounding. So this idea of projection, I think, is is a point of self-awareness where it has a high continual return on investment, right? Because when you start becoming aware of what you're projecting onto other people, you start to really become aware of your wants, your needs, your desire, your biases. These are all important. It's all a piece of projection. There's a lot of learning in the projections that you throw out into the world. Now, When it comes to this particular practice, I think it'd be a great thing to think about and to try understanding, right? When you see something on social media, on the news, one of my videos, whatever. Whatever you watch, whatever you learn. Try and be clear and notice Where do you fill in the blanks? What are you projecting onto someone who hasn't earned the trust to fulfill on that projection? Where are you filling in the blanks? And what are you filling in the blanks with? If you're a Biden supporter, an avid Biden supporter, which I'm sure there aren't many that listen to this podcast, apply it there. If you were a Trump supporter or a DeSantis supporter, or a Rand Paul supporter, project it there. What are you choosing to overlook? Because it might conflict with your projection. That's confirmation bias. Not helpful. Helpful in life, and human nature, it's helpful. It's an essential part of how we get through each day. But when it comes to critical thinking, it is not. So you can do this in many ways. Boiling it down to the substance, refining it down to the substance and actually challenging yourself, right? Challenge yourself to see what you don't want to see in people. I know that's opposite of what you you might hear, they seem counterintuitive, but with the politicians that you support, see what you don't want to see and notice where you're being too generous. It's not a great way to become a sycophant, but it's a great way to not be disappointed, to have rational expectations, and to be able to have a rational conversation with people that also support your candidates and the people who oppose them. It can do a lot for you. So understand your projections. Understand how you choose, consciously or unconsciously, To not see things that you don't want to see. And then evaluate how you're presenting yourself and your support based on that. Something to think about. Love you guys so much for tuning in. Don't feel like this is one of my best shows, but you know, we're doing it. And that little surprise news in the middle, I'm going to be straight up with you, threw me the fuck off. I was nervous about it. I was really hoping it wouldn't happen. Fuck. Sucks. Sucks. Sure we'll get into more of that on the Patreon this week. Surely blowing up. Patreon.com slash politically homeless. Love you guys. Keep your head on straight. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.